Good morning. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Sane. I'm your host, Nicole. Today, I want to talk about letting go of anger. Um, You know, I've covered this topic before. It really is a a personal topic, a personal challenge. Um, But I feel like it's one of those that you need to hear again and again and again, just as a reminder to yourself. But letting go of anger. A few weeks ago, one of our pastors at church covered uh, this similar, you know, it was uh, Psalm 69, I think it was. Um, but he he talked about, you know, how we as humans, you know, flawed humans that we are, we want other people to suffer the same that we've suffered. And I can look back on my life and I can count the number of times I have been that kind of person. I can see it. I mean, you know, glaringly obvious times when I let, you know, bitterness rule my myself and rule who I was and let bitterness determine the kind of person I was, you know, trying to be. And that wasn't always a great kind of person. And so, you know, um, when we, when we talk about letting go of anger, I'm really more along the lines talking about, you know, not being so focused on an eye for an eye, um, or blood for blood, or, you know, you did it to me, so I'll do it to you tit for tat more. I'm focused on you and I, um, being the kind of people who aren't seeking revenge, aren't looking for people to experience exactly the same hurt and disappointment that we have. Um, mostly because it's not healthy for us. Um, I'm not saying that people wouldn't maybe learn from those experiences if they had them and maybe treat people better. What I am saying is you don't have to be the one exacting the punishment because it's not healthy for you. It was not healthy for me. And so I, you know, when I meet with people throughout the week, I really liken that uh, anger, that resentment, that, you know, disparaging thoughts or hatred, um, to the, again, the five gallon buckets of concrete. And when you're carrying those around, trying to exact the same, what happened to you on other people, you're only hurting yourself because again, you're lugging those five gallon buckets of concrete, you know, through life and you're not going to come out the same person you went in. And unfortunately, you know, you're not necessarily going to come out a better version of you, um, which next week we we are going to talk about, you know, how you let, um, adversity change you. But for this week, you know, I really want to talk about you focusing more on being the kind of person you need to be to be the best version of you and not the kind of person who's looking for a tip for tat. You, you know, you did it to me, so I want it to happen to you or exacting the same punishment or feelings that you've experienced onto other people, not for their benefit, but for yours. So, um, an example I can give is I, you know, like everybody else in the world, uh, did not have a great childhood period. I had some great moments, but I did not have a great childhood. 
uh, or all the way through graduating high school. I just did not have great experiences. Life was not kind to me. But that did not have to determine the kind of person I became. And so choosing, and it took me a lot of years, a lot of years, but choosing to let the anger and the resentment and the hate and, you know, the wish for, I hope this happens to you in life, go, was a purposeful action. And that same purposeful action that you and I used to, that you are using to exact pain and you know, punishment, uh, reciprocating what happened to you on other people is literally the twice as much energy as it would take to be a better version, a better person. And to not worry yourself with that, you know, karma will take care of those people. Um, but you really could look at these experiences, these negative experiences as a help, honestly, um, because now you can speak from experience and I can tell you that some of the terrible, awful, heinous things that happened to me, I know for a fact those experiences gave me insight to better communicate with other victims, other people who had experienced those same things and help them to see a possibility in life to see where this incident, this moment in time does not determine their worth, their potential, their future. It literally was just an experience. And so, um, you know, those who are believers, you know, God already paid, Jesus paid for the sins of everybody, including that person who did whatever to you. So, you know, because he's paid for everybody's sins, there's really no need for any additional payment because now we're asking them to pay more. Um, and, you know, he's paid for all of our sins, yours and mine included. So asking for them to pay more is actually asking them to pay more than what you had experienced. And is that really fair? I don't think so. Um, but even if you're not a believer, even if you just look at it as life experiences, you know, there, no two people are the same. And so no two experiences and feelings and emotions are going to happen the same. And so when you look at, you know, letting go of anger, you can look at it as a way for you to reach your full potential, for you to be a better person, for you to rise above. And when adversity happens, and it happens to everybody, literally everybody, nobody survives their childhood unscathed. Nobody's life is a bowl full of cherries. No amount of money determines that. No amount of education determines that or lack thereof. No amount of big houses or little houses or free and reduced lunch or paying full price for lunch. None of that determines who you can be, who you can become. Uh, in fact, here recently, there was, uh, and he made national news. So you guys may have heard this, but, um, there was a trash collector, uh, out of Bowie, Maryland, 
who literally worked three jobs, I think it was, um, to graduate from Harvard. Um, and you know, he did what he had to do to pay for that Harvard education. And so did him being a trash collector limit his potential? No, he looked at that as working hard for a goal. He, his sights were on the big picture, not on the immediate picture. So yes, there were probably a lot of trust fund babies in his college classes with him, but his experience at working hard, three jobs, including a job that society as a general rule looks at as something not great, even though we need trash collectors in our life um, and how we would get by without them, I truly cannot imagine. Um, but, you know, people don't look favorably upon that job, that career. Most of the time, people don't aspire to that career. Uh, even though I think they probably make great money and as they should for literally hauling all of our trash around. But, you know, he looked at his experiences as a stepping stone, a potential. So rather than being angry and resentful that he wasn't a trust fund baby or life wasn't handed to him on a silver spoon, he looked at those experiences as lessons and he looked at those lessons as stepping stones. He kept his eye on the prize, on the big picture, on his goals, on his potential, on his future. And he was less concerned with making sure whatever bad things happened to him at the hands of family, friends, neighbors, school buddies, whatever, that you know they experienced those same negative things because that did not help him any you know, um, the guy who cuts you off, it does not help you any to hope that he has an accident later, because if he's cut you off, that means he's in front of you. If he has an accident, now that means you're going to be late because you have to stop for that accident. So really, did it help you any to hope that happens to him? No. In fact, I often, I've talked about this before, when I am running late and which is a choice of my own if I happen and even though I am type A and I'm very very rarely late um, there are times when I'm running a little too close to schedule for my comfort and when that happens and I it just seems like Murphy's law I hit every red light or I'm behind some slow slow driver or I can't get around you know a whole cluster of rigs or whatever it is but I literally say to myself, thank you, Jesus, because I don't know what's ahead. But whatever's ahead, he's stopping me from running into it. And and so will that mean that if I had to be somewhere at four, I'm going to actually get there literally at four or 401? That is late in my book. Um, yeah, that means that's going to happen. But it also means I didn't have to focus on all the bad things that happened that made me run late, you know, the coffee pot overflowed or my, you know, husband forgot to put the clothes in the dryer when I asked him to, or, you know, my pantyhose ran, even though nobody wears pantyhose in this century, but you know what I'm talking about. So letting go of that anger, letting go of that resentment, letting go of that frustration is a benefit for you. Yes, it also benefits them, but I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about you. I'm worried about me. And so focusing more on 
being the kind of people we need to be to be happy and healthy and mentally healthy and well-rounded is what my focus is on. And I'm less focused on the anger and the resentment. And that has served me well, uh, in the last, you know, 20 years, um, very well. There have been, you know, cause life happens to everybody. There have been many things that have happened that if I focused on the negative, I would still be angry. And again, I've talked about this. I'm the only one who's angry when I'm angry. Nobody else is going through life biting their nails going, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I made Nicole angry. No, what usually is happening is they're biting their nails going, oh my God, Nicole's angry and this is not going to end well for anybody. Literally, because if I'm unhappy, you know, if you're that kind of person, if you're unhappy where everybody has to be unhappy, you're still going to be unhappy. But if you're the kind of person who lets it go, let it be, it is what it is, moving forward, focused on the big, the prize, the future, then no one has to have that nail-biting experience, including yourself. And so that's where I think our focus should be on. And so I've given lots of examples. I'm sure that you can do some self-reflection this week and you know figure out where you have been um, a scorekeeper. In fact, I had, um, I have a half sister who actually one day used that word to describe me. I had asked, you know, I was doing a project in college and I had asked for words, adjectives that described me. And she used the word scorekeeper, which I really had to ponder over. Cause I was like, what is she talking about? But what she was talking about is literally that wanting to exact the same pain that happened to me to happen to them. And if it wasn't the exact same, then the score was not even. And I didn't feel um, justified. I didn't feel, you know, that they paid their fair share, their dues. And so I literally had to choose to be a scorekeeper or not. So that's my challenge to you this week. Do you want to be a scorekeeper? Or do you want to stay focused on the positive? So do some self-reflection this week and see how you can grow and evolve and be a better version of you. Make today so awesome that tomorrow gets jealous. Have a good one, everybody.